Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for April 27, 2017. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America. We're back after a spring break, and it's a great night to come back on as uh, we're just moments away from the NFL Draft 2017 version and the first round picks. It's being held in Philadelphia this year, not far from my old stomping grounds where I grew up. And it's really a a, a day of celebration for uh, a bunch of former high school football players who probably from the moment they, uh, you know, strapped on the old chin strap there, dreamed about playing in the NFL uh, when they started their youth football. And now those dreams will be coming true tonight. And uh, it's just more than the players themselves, because obviously it extends to their their former teammates, their coaches, uh, the fans, alumni of the school, the school itself, and you know therefore the, uh, the 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 community. And it's just a really great night of celebration. And uh, throughout the weekend, HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com will be posting each and every player that's drafted where they played their high school football today. If we want to go there right now, you can check out at High School Football America. We used uh, Maurice Drew Jones, um, who uh, had such a great career at De La Salle, never lost a football game. He was there during the the middle of that 151-game win streak for uh, Bob Latticer and company, but uh, Maurice Jones-Drew is now a, uh, an analyst for the NFL Network, and he put out a uh, mock draft. Of course, everybody puts them out. I don't know. There's thousands, billions of them out there on the Internet, so you had to choose one, but we figured since uh, Maurice Jones-Drew I had a great high school career and uh, then was a second round draft pick of the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2006. We thought we'd use his and you can go through there and see that uh, if it all breaks out the way uh, Maurice Jones Drew looked into his uh, crystal ball. There's going to be uh, four players from Texas uh, and four from Ohio heading the list of first round picks tonight. But again, you can check that out at highschoolfootballamerica.com. We're going to talk to Matt Wixon in just a little bit about the draft, but really what we're going to be talking about is uh, the the mess. <laughs> Since we've been off the air, there have been some uh, high-profile programs with some problems in the, uh, the head coaching department. Uh, Todd Peterman, who we had on the show when he was hired a couple of years ago and who led DeSoto to its first-ever state championship last year in a number 12 ranking in the High School Football America National Top 25 that's uh, developed with our proprietary algorithm. Uh, the school board met, um, and uh, you'll hear Matt talk about this. No one even knew what was going to happen, but they went in a closed-door session trying to figure out whether to uh, renew Coach Peterman's contract or not. Uh, spring ball is underway in the state of Texas. It's underway in a lot of states, so there is a kind of a patent place going on right now down there in Texas. So Matt Wixon from the Dallas Morning News is going to come on here and talk about that. And, uh, you know, that comes on the heels. And we were off the air during our break during this where uh, Kenny Sanchez, coach at uh, Bishop Gorman there in Nevada, the defending national champs, three-time USA Today Super 25 champs, uh, being suspended after being arrested on a battery charge and uh, has a court date coming up. So he's suspended. So not sure what's going on there at Bishop Gorman. Uh, so uh, lots lots uh, having happened here over the last six weeks during our spring break, and hopefully you're able to keep up with it by going to highschoolfootballamerica.com. With spring ball underway, we've already started to input the, uh, the uh, information needed to come out with the uh, preseason. We're going to do a top 100, folks. I think I hinted at this back at the beginning of the year. Uh, we, we started um, 2013 with our algorithm, our proprietary algorithm, which everybody seems to love, by the way, talking to a lot of coaches right now, because while the numbers don't get tweaked in our algorithm, we do always like to check in with the coaches around the country to see what they're thinking, to see how accurate it is. But uh, anyway, uh, we started in 2013, continue to tweak it each and every year, Uh, 13, 14, 15, 16. So we've had four years of it, and uh, we we expanded it a couple of years to go to a top 50. Uh, We've been doing uh, the top 25 and the other 25. Put those together, you get the top 50. Uh, But this year, we're going to go up to a top 100. We will continue to do our regional rankings in the seven regions. We'll also be ranking uh, each and every state. We are going to extend some of the rankings 
races to top 25s. For example, in Texas and Florida, the big states will do top 25s there. Uh, then we'll continue doing top 10s in other states. And some of the smaller states, the Vermonts, the Alaskas, those sort of states, Wyoming, will uh, be doing our, our top five there with our algorithms. So uh, lots of work to be done over the next coming weeks here, just like the teams are out there working out the kinks. And uh, we'll keep you up to date with everything that's going on as we move closer and closer to the 2017 high school football season. Uh, may have missed this. Uh, changed our Twitter handle. It used to be HSFB America. Uh, changed it. Real truth is uh, Twitter would not officially uh, give us an official designation with that. You know, verify us, whatever you want, that little check that everybody gets there. So our new Twitter handle is Jeff. Fisher Media. We'll see if that one works out. So uh, if you want to tweet us, keep. Uh, we kept all of our followers. We didn't lose anybody, but uh, that's the new handle. Um, Facebook, still the same, highschoolfootballamerica.com, as is Instagram. Uh, the coach's job board has been really popping along through the first four months of uh, 2017 as uh, we've now surpassed, uh, I think, 4,500 total jobs that we've been uh, able to post for free since we started the uh, coach's job board on highschoolfootballamerica.com in uh, January of 2014. It's searchable. It makes us very different. It's easy to use. I got to be honest, there are some sites out there that aren't easy to use. You got to scroll. You got to do, we've got it easy. We We give you a spot where you put in a keyword and you put in in a state or a region. So you can put in there that you're a, you're an assistant coach and you're looking for a school that wants a math teacher with an assistant coach in a certain... You just put it in there and it all comes up for you. It's real easy to do. And if you're a, a coach or a, a school administrator out there and you're looking to fill positions, we're real easy to work with. All you have to do is email us at Jeff. I'm sorry, we're going to give you the other one. That's my regular. If you want to email me just because you want to email me, it's jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com. But you can email your job um, opening to job posting at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Again, it's job posting at highschoolfootballamerica.com. And we've also, and we started this a couple of years ago, but you know, to be honest with you, with everything that we're doing, sometimes you, you can't get to everything. We also have a new site called coachesjobboard.com. So on highschoolfootballamerica.com, if you go to the navigation tab, you'll see Coach's Job Board right there at the top. You click on that, that's all of the football jobs. But if you are looking for jobs in other sports, anything, basketball, baseball, tennis, cross-country, soccer, lacrosse. I could go on and on. Wrestling. Don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, I I think I'm getting all field hockey. Uh, You go to coachesjobboard.com, and we are getting more and more uh, listings up there for that. We expect that to be well above 500 over the next um, couple of months. So uh, please feel free to check out coachesjobboard.com. Dot com. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here uh, that, that happened while we were gone over the break? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, read a great book, and uh, we hope to have uh, the writer of that book coming on the show here, and, and hopefully next week or maybe in the next couple of weeks, Mean Joe Green. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the Steel Curtain, those Steeler defenses in the 70s, those four Super Bowl champs? Well, Mean Joe Green has uh, written a book with John Finkel, and it's called uh, built by football. It's a great look at uh, Joe's life from the time uh, he was a uh, Temple, Texas native playing at uh, Dunbar High School. It's a real easy read. Uh, you know, certainly he goes from uh, his time at Dunbar into becoming one of the uh, best all-time defensive linemen in the league. And uh, one of the stories that he he tells in the book, which I loved, and he gives a lot of credit to um, his uh, head coach at the Steelers, uh, Chuck Knoll, uh, for for really helping him in in many ways to become a man, be a better football player and all that, but tells a wonderful story about uh, the time that the Steelers found the Houston Oilers playbook and, of course, in the same division at that point. And um, the, the, the question is, you know, what do you do when you find another team's playbook? Uh, I think a lot of people would just say, hey, let's read this and see, you know, what will happen. Well, Joe Green takes you inside the Steelers locker room and lets you know what Chuck did. And I I think you'll find it 
Very, very interesting. And Green also giving a lot of credit to his high school coach, uh, Lester Moore. Uh, talked uh, a lot about uh, you know learning how to out hustle people. So uh, hoping uh, here in the next couple of weeks we'll have uh, uh, Joe on. Mean Joe Green's book Built by Football is available on Amazon. You can read our review of Built by Football by going to HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Uh, uh, another thing that happened while we were gone, a big one, uh, and, and we're going to wait for the vote on this, but uh, the NCAA Division One Council uh, adopting an early signing period that's going to change the landscape of uh, recruiting in, in high school football. Uh, it's basically an overhaul. The, um, the CCA, the Collegiate Commissioners Association, will vote on this uh, in June, but many expect it to be just passed. The, the news proposal, the one that was approved a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, allows for a 72-hour early signing period that will begin on the third Wednesday of December. Uh, yep, up until you know that vote a couple of weeks ago, high school football players couldn't sign a letter of intent until the uh, first Wednesday in February. So a, a significant change to uh, recruiting uh, that could, could be in place this year if everything gets approved by the, uh, the CCA uh, coming up in June. There were some other changes uh, along with that legislation. It was kind of like a whole bill that would go through Congress. Uh, uh, coaches uh, allowed to recruit at camps and clinics, but it restricts when and where they can occur. And uh, here's the one that, that got a lot of uh, uh, kind of chit-chat going on on Twitter, where uh, the council voted in favor of a rule that prevents the uh, FBS schools. Uh, in my vernacular, that's the 1A schools. You know, it used to be 1A and 1AA. I guess I'm an old guy at this point. But uh, it, it prevents the FBS schools from hiring people close to a prospective student-athlete for a two-year period before and after the students anticipated an actual enrollment at the school. Uh, so that's a that's a big deal uh, because, as we know, a lot of high school coaches have gone on to the uh, the college ranks, and a lot of times, you know, their their star players uh, have have followed along, or uh, you know, there's so, something's happening happening there, a chain reaction that's causing uh, that player and that coach to be at that same uh, college or university. So uh, that is now out of uh, out of the question as long as it's approved by the the CCA coming up, and the council also approved the expansion of uh, the FBS staff from uh, nine coaches to 10, ten coaches. So uh, that was uh, some stuff that uh, went on. And I, you know, it's a lot. Oh, the last one, uh, the, the Arizona, an Arizona uh, girl became the first female to sign a college letter of intent for a scholarship. Um, her name, um, Becca Longo. Uh, making history and uh, signed the letter of intent with Division II Adams State in Colorado during a ceremony. Uh, she attends Basha High School in uh, Chandler, Arizona. We were trying to get her on the show, but uh, she's been getting a lot of play around the country. We're going to do one better, though. We're going to have uh, Katie Nida on. Uh, you may remember uh, her. Katie was the uh, first uh, female to score uh, a point in a, uh, a college football game, uh, Division I, uh, many, many years ago. Not, not that many years ago. It was uh, several years ago. But uh, anyway, Becca Longo, uh, congratulations to her becoming the uh, the first girl to uh, sign a scholarship with the Division II football team. She's also going to play um, basketball there for the uh, the women's team at uh, Adams State. So uh, keep up with all the uh, news from around the country, either with our partners at USA Today High School Sports, that's usatodayhss.com, or at highschoolfootballamerica.com. All right. Now, as uh, I said earlier, we are going to... Um, have a, a good chat here with uh, Matt Wixon coming up. He is from the Dallas Morning News. Uh, it is a mess in DeSoto right now where Todd Peterman, the man that led the school to its first ever state football championship, something they were just craving uh, on Monday. He, he almost lost his job, and he still may, and uh, there's a lot of uh, no comment coming out of um the DeSoto uh, Metroplex community there in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we're going to have Matt Wixon in here in just a couple of minutes to talk about that. Also on the show, we're going to talk in the back end with uh, Pat Blizniak, uh, the uh, Texas sales coordinator uh, I've been doing uh, with uh, Bliz as we uh, 
affectionately call him and uh, a couple of other coaches there in Texas. Some micro clinics around the state. We were in uh, the in Fort Worth. We're in Dallas. We went to uh, Austin and to San Antonio, showing off crossover. Yeah, crossover. You gotta love it. They break down your game film, coaches. You know how much time it takes for you on the weekends to break down your game film. Well, crossover does it for you quickly, easily, accurately. They've got their insights right now, which just really give you an edge. And that's what we try to do here at High School Football America is everything we do um, with partners is to make sure we're creating an edge for you coaches out there. And Crossover definitely does that in Plant Blizniak. Blizz is going to come in here on the back end of the show and let you know what's new and great with Crossover for um 2017. Um, it, it's not going to replace your Huddle account, but there's ways to get creative and use Huddle and Crossover and 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 get much more out of it. I know Huddle's using Assist right now, but folks, Crossover quite honestly kicks Huddle Assist. But you got to take a look at it, and I need you to uh, get in touch with Blizz if you're in the Texas area there, because I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of coaches in Texas using this. You know how coaches are. You want to get that competitive edge. So uh, we're going to uh, talk to Blizz about that in just a little bit, which uh, gives us an opportunity to bring in our other, bring in our other partners, starting with, uh, speaking of an edge, Echo. The guys at Echo1612, go to echo1612.com, and you can get to all of our partners by going to the website at highschoolfootballamerica.com and clicking on the banner ad. But um, Echo, man, these guys are the ones that created instant replay on the sidelines in high school, and now they're up at the college level. Yeah, again, people are out there trying to imitate it, but nothing beats what Echo can do for you. Uh, Chad Cargill, the, the founder of, um, of Echo, is a, is a football coach himself. It's, it's a football product that was made by coaches for coaches. It allows you to make adjustments on the sidelines in real time. You don't have to play Friday night and then Saturday sit in the in the film room telling everybody what they did wrong. It's show and tell, baby. It's 2017. You got to show the kids what's going on. If a kid says, no, I ran the right route, coach, you just got to blow it up there. There it is. You didn't run it. You missed it. You can show. Show and tell. It's a great thing. Check them out at echo1612.com. Also brought to you tonight by the good folks at Southern Sport who make the Debris Inhibitor Razor known as the TDI Razor. That's Razor with a U-R-A-Z-U-R. 20 great colors. They keep the pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes, players. The, and you can get logos on them now, too. That's what's really cool. And it gives you the, the, that cool look. If, if you like to spat, it's the cool look of spatting without the high cost of tape. And tape is expensive these days. And uh, if you use the special code, if you go to tdirazor.com, if you use the code HSFA, you will get a discount on your order and, you know, I keep telling uh, the gang there at uh, Southern Sport, they need to make uh, these for coaches and for media types, whatever I'm on the sidelines. It's absolutely crazy the amount of pellets I get in my shoes. And some of these, some of these fields are, are, are using pellets from a long time ago, and they've gone from being really soft rubber to hard as rocks, like little pebbles in your shoes. So uh, if, if Joey Teichert and company are, are listening, they need to uh, make a, a media. Um, maybe, maybe I should just use their all-purpose one and wear it. I, I don't know. I might get some looks in the sidelines here, but uh, it'll at least keep those pesky rubber pellets uh, from field turf out of my shoes. So please patronize all of our partners here at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Matt Wixon of the Dallas Morning News. He's going to talk about the latest in the Peyton Place saga in DeSoto, Texas. Todd Peterman, is he going to continue looking to go back-to-back in the state of Texas with a state championship, or is he going to be looking for a new job? Matt Wixon with his thoughts. And the latest, when we come back, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, 
you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you great coverage from around the country and specifically from Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to go to the Metroplex in Texas. DeSoto, uh, number 12 last year in High School Football America's final national rankings that is uh, created with our proprietary algorithm. 
and uh, kind of a patent place going on down there. Todd Peterman, the uh, the second year coach, heading into his third year of the Eagles, leading them to a state championship last year. Well, all of a sudden on Monday, the school board there uh, going behind closed doors and trying to figure out what to do with Coach Peterman. Will he be back? Won't he be back? It's easier for me to go right to the source. Uh, Matt Wixon, one of the great sports writers for the Dallas Morning News, does wonderful uh, high school coverage, not only in football, but all sports is on the line right now to kind of get us up to speed. He's on the ground. He's been there. I I think you've even been to practice because they are in spring ball, and he's going to give us a little bit of intel on what's going on with the Eagles. Welcome to the show, Matt. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, let's, uh, you know, you're there, like I said. uh, Did this come out of the blue? I know Coach Peterman's contract was up for renewal, but when did this all kind of start bubbling up about maybe he wouldn't be back? Well, that's the strange thing. I mean, I think out of the blue is exactly the perfect description because I don't believe anybody in the media knew much about it or anything until Monday afternoon, and that's the day when that school board was going to be meeting and they were going to be voting on whether to renew uh, Coach Peterman's contract. And and basically, I'd heard nothing about it from before then. You know, it always seems like he has a really good relationship with his players, and, and that's bared out in the fact of how many players showed up in his you know to support him and community members. Uh, that's been the thing that's been so baffling at this point. It started so quickly, seems so out of the blue, and yet right then they were you know right on the edge of of basically not renewing him. And the big thing is is that there's a vacuum right now of information because the board is refusing to say anything about you know if there is a reason why they are are considering not bringing Todd Peterman back. They have not said anything publicly about it. They went into a closed session for three hours on Monday night, which, you know, is like a cliffhanger. It was, you know, it was about uh, 11, 11 p.m. People were thinking, hey, when are they going to come out of there? And, you know, what's the decision going to be? It's going to be a huge traumatic thing. They came out of there. They said, we will take no action this evening, and they immediately adjourned. And then they released a statement saying, you know, they would give out more details soon. That was Monday night. And uh, now, you know, three days later, we've, we still haven't heard anything more from them. And it's just a very, very strange situation. It would be a strange situation if it was any coach, you know, at, at a program like DeSoto, a, a strong program. But on top of that, DeSoto had always been seeking that first state title. Mm-hmm. They got it in December, um, you know, and obviously Coach Peterman had something to do with that. A lot was, you know, the talent and, the, and everything that DeSoto, the ingredients are great down there for a great football program. But, you know, he helped lead them to that final that final finish line that they've been always seeking. And then four months later, it's like, yeah, maybe you're not going to be back. It's just really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like he just came in. I mean, he was there as the uh, offensive coordinator for seven years before that. Matt Wixon is on the line. I guess we also found out, by the way, that uh, the deadlines are no longer a big thing with social media and the Internet. Uh, the 1130 meeting didn't hurt you guys. You were able to still get the information out there. <laughs> like, I guess that's, that's the one right. thing out of it that came out of it. Well, uh, one of the, th- the, the things and one of the storylines I've read on, uh, you know, on your paper and that is you know, th- there's a lot of comment being made about racial overtones to this, that uh, mm-hmm. uh, DeSoto is a predominantly African-American school. Uh, Coach Peterman is white. Uh, Claude Mathis before him, African-American before he went on to SMU, and now he's back in the high school ranks. I mean, how much validity is there to that, that, that side of the story? Well, it's true that that is a big part of the discussion uh, within the community and even uh, the media, because of course the media has been talking to the community because we can't get anything from the board. Uh, you know, it's a valid point in the sense that, I mean, obviously Todd Peterman is white. Uh, DeSoto is a majority um, uh, black school. It's about 75 to 80% the last I saw. But the thing is, there are supporters for Peterman who also say this is not a race issue and they don't understand it. And the, and it, the reason why that those, those rumors are flying is that there's no information that's being provided by this board. And maybe there is something that's on uh, Todd Peterman that, you know, that they're, they're considering or they have a problem with or a concern with. But without any information out there, people are leaping to that. And, and it's probably, you know, it, it's not fair because we just don't have the, the information out there. But I understand why people are, you know, are looking at that. But it also needs to be pointed out, in addition to what I just said, that uh, many Peterman supporters say it's not a race issue. You know, I don't know if that means it's a personality conflict or there's something else. But it also should point out that there are a lot of white coaches at DeSoto. In fact, their, their basketball coach, you know, their basketball program is, is wildly successful. Mm-hmm. They were the state champions last year. Uh, their coach is Chris Dyer, who is white. 
and the gym is named after him. And Chris Dyer has been there for you know uh, a long, long time, and he's beloved. And and they've had a lot of other very successful coaches, both white and black, and it's never really seemed to be an issue um, at all. And so I think people just jump to that, you know. And like I said, it might not be fair. But it's also somewhat understandable when something like this comes so wildly out of the blue, right. and there has been no information, you know, put forward to say, "Well, Coach Peterman did this." Mm-hmm. Um, there were complaints about this. There may be, but nothing has been provided to us publicly. And the, you know, the trustees, the, the board members, they're not returning calls. They're not speaking, and uh, we're just kind of all in this weird holding pattern while we have this radio silence from those people out there and. When you have a vacuum of information, you know, speculation usually runs wild. Yeah, and uh, radio silence leads you to be on our radio show tonight. Matt Wixon <laughs> right, from, right. from the Dallas Morning News is uh, on the show tonight uh, talking about the uh, the situation at DeSoto there in the Metroplex in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. DeSoto uh, first state championship, as Matt outlined, and, you know, uh, everybody was, was gunning for that and hoping for that, and they got it, and now his uh, job's up in the air. should point out, um, having covered so many school boards, it is not unusual in personnel decisions for the board to adjourn adjourn to a private session, executive session. So that's not odd. It's just the way right, that it's, right. it's handled as well. Um, one of the most outspoken people there, and I don't know if you've spoken to him or not yet, but uh, former uh, All-Pro uh, linebacker, and uh, I guess all of his brothers played at DeSoto, Zach Orr, has been very, very vocal about uh, this. Uh, can you give us a little bit of that angle and what, what Zach Orr is talking about as it relates to the Peterman situation? Yeah, um, Zach, uh, of course, yeah, I've been speaking with him and his father, Terry Orr, who, you know, was a receiver with the Redskins. That's a, a very, a very football oriented family. Uh, yeah. everybody played for DeSoto and they are all strongly, you know, in support of, uh, Peterman. And, uh, you know, Terry Orr is one of the people who, um, put out there. He says, you know, I pray that this is not a racial issue. And that, you know, that I wouldn't say that lit a spark or anything like that, but I mean, that was one of the people who was, was putting it out there and saying, Hey, what is the reason? And I think again, it's because no other reason has been put forward. Uh, but those, those, those guys are pretty much, you know, pretty legendary in that DeSoto football program. And it just so many things set up that to me, the board better have something, uh, some very significant, some very pertinent issue and reason to get rid of Todd Peterman, or it's going to be an absolute PR nightmare. I mean, it already is for, for them. You know, Terry Orr, he called this a national embarrassment for mm-hmm. DeSoto. Um, and so, you know, if, if the board comes back and, they, and it truly they needed more invest, investigation time and there really is something, you know, I mean, I'll pat them all on the back and say, you know, you did what you had to do. It's just right now, all the things that are out there, it looks really terrible for DeSoto because they've got a successful coach whose players, you know, showed up to support him. I mean, I'm sure there are some parents and players who who don't like the coach as much as others. I mean, that's just kind of a natural with a with any team. Some people get on the field, some people are starters, some are backups. Right. But but in general, he has the strong support of of the players. The community seems to be on his on his behalf. Nobody's been speaking out publicly saying, you know, I really didn't like this about him. I didn't like that about him. And so it's just, it's just very confusing and it's baffling. I think Terry Orr used that, <clears throat> excuse me, that term baffling why this is happening. It's a head scratcher. Matt Wixon from the Dallas Morning News on the air. You can follow along the story uh, by following me on Twitter at Matt, M-A-T-T-W-I-X-O-N. We'll tweet that out uh, during the show here. But uh, what makes it even odder is this happens Monday, spring ball happens, and then Coach Peterman has to go out with his players, uh, albeit with the support, as you said there. I mean, what, what is spring ball like right now? It's got to be odd. Well, it is odd, except that, you know, when I was out there, I was out there on Tuesday, and I mean, if you're just kind of watching it from afar, it looks like business as usual because, you know, they're, they're going through their workouts. The sirens are, are, you know, going off to change stations and things like that. And coach Peterman walks out there with a smile on his face. And I talked with him and he said, you know, I can't talk about the coaching situation or my job status situation uh, on the record, but, uh, you know, I'll talk about football. And it is, it's funny <laughs> when you think of a guy whose job is on the line, he says, boy, you know, but here's the motto for the players for next year. And we got this many guys coming back and they're really excited. And uh, we're looking forward to all this. And yeah, it is a little surreal when you're talking about, well, you know, you might not be here, but you know, he's, he's the only thing he can do. I think, you know, you got to go out there and you got to do the job as long as you're in that position as the job and you got to do it for the players because he's, he's often said he's, you know, he's there for the players. And uh, you know, one of the things, another thing that the Orr family has pointed out and, and coach Peterman has pointed out, you know, when they were making 
their run for the state championship. Obviously, it was a, an amazing time for DeSoto, and everybody's excited that the football team was doing this. But in every, pretty much every time I talked to them, he would say, make sure you put in there, you know, um, what we're doing for them, how important academics are, and we have the most mm-hmm. academic all-state uh, nominees than we've ever had at DeSoto. I think they had 18 honorable mention academic all-state, and, uh, and it had been far fewer before. And, and he said, you know, it's really important, you know, whether they're playing sports or not, we want to get them to college. And, uh, you know, you can't know everything that's going on behind the scenes, but it just seemed like, I won't say utopia, mm-hmm. but it seemed like everything was going so well for DeSoto at that moment. And uh, up until really Monday, about 5 o'clock, when this came down, and we're like, wow, you know, what is going on? And, uh, of course, as a, a journalist, you know, we always want to find out everything that's going on. We want to gather all the facts and, and, and be in the know on these things. And it's been kind of frustrating because there's just not a lot available to us. Yeah, and it, it's it's an unfair question for me to ask you next, but be, based upon what you just said there, I'm, you know, unfortunately the media speculates nowadays. I'm going to kind of ask you. I mean, even without those facts, do you do you have a, a kind of a gut on where this is all going, or is that an unfair question to ask you at this point? Oh, it's not unfair, but I don't know if I'll give you an answer that you'll really like or the audience will really like. But um, I, I think. Uh, I think unless there is something big on, on Coach Peterman that I'm not aware of, and of course these are personnel matters, so those things are pretty much sealed until, mm-hmm. until there's, there's an official statement made, um, I think that DeSoto is going to have to bring him back or face an unbelievable you know, uh, national vilification if they can't give a legitimate reason for getting rid of, this, uh, rid of the coach because then the speculation runs wild nationally. DeSoto gets a black eye in that sense. And, uh, you know, I, I think it, it would just be really difficult to, to recover from that. I mean, as a football program, they're going to be good. No matter who the coach is, they are going to be really good. they got a lot of great things going on. But if DeSoto wants to, you know, wants to be seen in a positive light nationally, um, and I think they really were with that football championship and everything that was going on, I mean, they've got to either keep Coach Peterman or they've got to give a very good reason as to why they want to move on. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out. Matt Wixon uh, on the line from the Dallas Morning News. And uh, I mentioned to him before I started rolling the tape here, I, I, I couldn't let him go uh, with spring ball going on and uh, Texas being what it is when it comes to high school football without getting a little bit of a 30,000-foot view on uh, what, what you expect out of the Metroplex or the state in general. So uh, you, you've got a couple of minutes here. I'm sure people around the country would love it. I know it's a little off topic, but like you said, DeSoto's always in there, always in the mix. So maybe you start with them and pull it out from there. Yeah, um, I'll pretty much stick to the Dallas-Fort Worth area since uh, I know a little more about that than the statewide view. Although, if you don't think Katie's going to be great, you know, then you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Katie's great every year. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, no matter who DeSoto's coach is, DeSoto is going to be one of the top teams in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, if not the number one team you know, ranked in the preseason because they lost, they lost a huge senior class, but they're super talented. They got... Uh, some really great players coming back. And I think, you know, so they're, they're a no brainer that they're going to be up there. I think Cedar Hill, which is funny, you know, Cedar Hill lost Joey McGuire to the Baylor staff. No controversy there. It was just, <laughs> he, he wanted the opportunity to, to go to the college ranks and uh, he's an assistant for Matt rule at, at Baylor. And, um, Carlos Lynn, the former, he was the defensive coordinator at Cedar Hill for a long time, then went to Arlington Seguin and became their head coach for a while. They brought him back. He's back. Uh, so he's the head coach. He's got a, a great team. I think, I think Cedar Hill might not be quite as talented uh, this year, at least on paper, as they were a year ago, but uh, still certainly very talented. And with, with programs like DeSoto and Cedar Hill and even Allen, which I'll get to in a minute, uh, sometimes you don't know what to expect because there are so many talented players who just couldn't get on the field because they had talented guys in front of them. So the next stars, you, know, you find out in the first or second week, you're like, oh, that guy, was, he was great. You know, a few years ago, uh, Cedar Hill had a guy, Quincy Adeboyjo, who is now going to be picked in the NFL draft. He could barely get on the field as a junior because he was playing behind receivers. And, you know, he turned into a star his senior year. So DeSoto and Cedar Hill are both going to be great. Allen is going to be, uh, I think, is going to be a really solid team again. You know, they went 14-1 and last year, and somehow that can be a disappointment for some Allen fans. But, uh, <laughs> but they'll, they'll be great. That's 6A. And then when you get down to 5A, I think Highland Park, which is a defending state champ is going to be good again. And I think Denton Ryan, uh, you know, last year, Denton Ryan, I, they were my pick to, to win a state championship. And then their, their star quarterback, Spencer Sanders, he's an Oklahoma state commit, uh, got injured in their, in their, I believe it's semifinal against Highland park. 
And uh, I don't know if they would have won that game with him, but but it really hurt them. But he's back. He's healthy. And so I think uh, Highland Park and Denton Ryan are, are, are teams definitely to look at in 5A. And uh, I wish I could give some big flyers on uh, on some other you know wild cards, but uh, probably need a few more weeks to to check in on those <laughs> and know. But uh, but uh, you know, in football, you always get surprises, but there's, those, those big dogs are always around. Yeah, that's for sure. And like I said, uh, maybe I've asked you a couple of unfair things. We're here in April at this point, but you did touch on the the, <laughs> the NFL draft, and I, I would assume the Metroplex is is a little buzz with a, a guy there from Arlington, uh, kind of the consensus one at this point, I guess. Uh, what, what what's the buzz uh, from from Texas on on the draft tonight and that possible number one? Well, and not only the possible number one, you got Miles Garrett, yeah, from Arlington Martin, who could go number one. I've seen some mock drafts with Solomon Thomas from Stanford. He went to Capel here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, going number two. And then you've got Jamal Adams from LSU, who is from Hebron, which is here in the Dallas Fort Worth area, who's also expected to go in the top ten. So there could be three Dallas uh, Dallas area high school football projects uh, products going in the top ten, and uh, I think it's just a just shows you know just how deep the talent level is here it's it's pretty amazing it impresses me every year yeah i've been making several trips over there with our partners at crossover over the last couple of months and really getting to understand the the profession of coaching there and the and the program is really impressive matt wixon appreciate you joining us from the dallas morning news this morning i did have one thought when you were going over the uh the you know who's going to be the best and DeSoto's going to hang in there I, I just thought of the edge if all this comes down and like you said coach peterman comes back can you imagine the chip on the shoulder that that team is going to have i mean really think about that i mean if this could work out for the detriment of the rest of the people in metroplex if this works out <laughs> oh you're right i mean i'm knowing todd peterman if he does come back he'll say i'm not talking about it but the, the kids you're right it will be it will be some kind of a rallying cry for them if not only for for him but just to to vindicate their program and show that they are not you know a flash in the pan and that they're they are you know a great program and here to stay well, Matt, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, and uh, we'll keep following you. Appreciate the time today, and uh, good luck, and looking forward to 2017 and following you during the football season. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, You'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, 
extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the debris inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Once again in 2017, High School Football America and USA Today High School Sports teaming up to give you the best high school sports coverage from around the nation and specifically from here in Southern California. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Well, uh, over the last uh, couple of shows and uh, before we went on our hiatus there in February, I talked about uh, doing some micro clinics in, uh, in the great state of Texas with our great partner at Crossover as uh, Pat Blizniak, the regional sales director there in Texas, has put on a little dog and pony show with us. Uh, Mark Ball, Johnny Ringo down there uh, talking. And I love Johnny Ringo, by the way. We're going to talk about that in a second with Pat. What a great name. But we were uh, going around and bringing coaches in, feeding them a little food, and having them check out the latest, greatest from Crossover, breaking down that game film, saving you time, giving you a competitive edge. And Blizz, as we know him, is on the line right now to give us the, the latest, greatest on uh, what Crossover's doing here in the offseason. Get your budgets ready, folks. You're going to be able to do something great and give you yourselves a competitive edge coming up in 2017. Welcome to the show, Blizz. Hey, Jeff. Good to be here, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, we've had a lot of fun down there. We've gotten a lot of great intel. We all know that Texas is the great state of uh, high school football. And let's uh, just kind of you know start off here. We'll break it down. But uh, what are some of the great new things right now that you're excited about? Because you are an ex-football coach here. Yes, you're the, the guy that's selling this right now, but you're an ex-football coach. What are some of the things you love about crossover right now heading into the new season? Well, Jeff, uh, yeah. So, so I, like you said, we've been down in Texas doing the uh, the micro clinics and showing off, and and quite frankly, I've been uh, really eager to to show off to the to the great state of Texas what we've been doing here. And uh, you asked what I like about about crossover at this point for my team, and uh, going back into previous seasons, uh, you know, it was great because we were able to have crossover doing the doing the clipping and the tagging and uh, the down and distance and the ODK for all you huddle users out there. Uh, you know uh, that portion of things that was that was all great and well and it did certainly uh, uh, help us. But what crossover had rolled out last year and uh, I, I dare I say has perfected into this year is what we call our crossover insights. Uh, and crossover insights, Jeff, is kind of a, uh, a more advanced way to visualize the performance data uh, over the course of the season. Uh, so it, it essentially will give you uh, interactive tendency reports and charts to both scout your opponent uh, as well as yourself and some uh, some self scouts. So um, it, you know we we offer three different uh, charts, if you will, to 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 get a look visually and uh, uh, you know from a from a scouting standpoint of uh, of both your tendencies for rushing and football uh, the football and passing the football combined, uh, as well as a passing hit chart and, a, and an individual uh, rushing hole, if you will, chart uh, for every game that we. We, 
that, that we break down for a team. Uh, so, you know, I could certainly talk to you a little bit about those insights if, that, uh, if that's what you're asking me about, John. Yeah, we're going to dive right into that. And uh, But I, I think before we get into that, um, one of the things that you've been talking a lot at these micro clinics, and, and folks, we've done them in, in the Metroplex, Dallas and Fort Worth, been to San Antonio, Austin is just the fact that Crossover is a technology-based company. And that means something in this day and age, that, that you guys are being proactive. You're listening to these coaches. So, so kind of encapsulate exactly what's going on behind the scenes, even though that's not important from what the coaches are doing when they're looking at the game film that you give them. But it is important knowing that uh, Crossover is here for the long haul. Well, you're right, and I, I think uh, being that we are a technology company that specializes in, uh, specializes in sports, uh, it's important to kind of understand what the timeline is of our company. You know, eight eight years ago or so, when when we first started uh, just merely working on our football product, uh, you know, it, 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 it certainly worked, but it wasn't quite up to par yet, right? And, and so it was just very basic tagging. Um, uh, kind of almost something comparable to kind of what your huddle assist might be at this point, ba- breaking down the, the down and the distance and the hash and some very, very basic data points. And, you know, what makes us unique is that uh, over time we listen, uh, like you said, year year over year to the feedback we get from coaches. So, gosh, year one we were sitting there and we were – we were going so far as to identifying coverages and, and the mic and the will and defensive fronts and things like that. And uh, the feedback we got after year one was frankly, hey, crossover, that's great and all, but uh, it's just too subjective, right? So because of that, uh, you know, in my defense, if you're in a 40 front and uh, you walk the outside backer up to the line of scrimmage, we're now calling that a 50 front. And we, I may be calling it that way, but coach A, B, and C might call it something completely different. And so now because of how subjective that was, it didn't really make sense for a third party that, you know, to be identifying things like that. So we took a hard look at things, you know, quite a few years back and we said, okay, fair enough. Let's break down this thing, you know, 90% of the way there. And then we'll leave that portion up to th- uh, up to the coaches and their staffs and how they like doing things. Um, and so that was us for finding the product early on. And then uh, as you follow the timeline on to the last couple of years here, as we developed our product further, uh, we've just, uh, year in, year in, year out, we just take this thing further and further. And that's why uh, we've developed this Crossover Insights now, which uh, truly at this point is giving our, giving our teams a true competitive advantage uh, to be layered on top of their huddle accounts or, frankly, as a standalone service, um, or whatever they, they seem best. Yeah, and, and folks, you can get a, a free demo. Just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Our banner ad is there. You can click on it. But better yet, because Blizz knows what he's doing, you can email him at uh, it's Patrick B., I believe. Is that right? Uh, at, at crossover with a K and, and no E in crossover.com. Did I get the email right there? Get you a little problem? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, just don't eat it. So it's Patrick B. as in boy at crossover with a K.com. K R O S S. O-V-E-R.com. He'll yep. ta- yeah, he'll take good care of you. And and you mentioned Huddle, and, and a lot of people think that, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's this competition between Huddle and Crossover. And, and you know, at, at some level there is, but you're not talking to people, the coaches that are out there listening to this show right now. You're not saying get rid of your Huddle account. I mean, you could do that, but at the you, you've got some creative ways. You've been talking to these coaches in Texas about how they can get the most bang for their buck with both properties. Could you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think you bring up a really good point there, Jeff. When you're talking about huddle and crossover living in the same space here, in one, in one hand, we are separate companies, and that does, in fact, make us competitors. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, the more ways that you're uh, the, the more ways that you're kind of making yourself uh, better with multiple services, the, the better you could be. And I think that uh, any good huddle rep or crossover rep alike would would say that you know what, there's things that we do well that they do uh, that they don't do well, and vice versa. There's things that they do better that you know that we don't do as well. And I think uh, if you're gonna at least for year one here live in a space with using both, that's where you're gonna really be giving yourself the best competitive advantage. Um, you know, because we don't want to rewrite the way you're doing things with your huddle account at this point. We just want to add to the way you're doing things talking with pat blizniak tonight blizz uh, from crossover uh, we've been with him in texas for uh, i guess it's about two months now uh, traveling the state and uh, once we do the clinics he stays down there and he's been doing uh, you know face to faces and let's face it you you've learned yourself now that texas is a different animal when it comes to high school football when you go in there and you do those live demos in the in the coach's office whether it's with the head coach or the video guy or ocdc whatever it may be maybe the entire staff what are you learning uh, that they're teaching you that that you can pass along to the listeners out there around the country about how important it is and how crossover can be used to not only save you time, but, but give you that competitive edge. 
Well, what I'm learning from these in-person demos and what's been great about what I've been doing when I will go in and speak to a staff in person is that that forges us the opportunity to be able to kind of put our heads together and figure out how to make this process work, right? So we're sitting in here in mid-March, and that way, you know, five months later from now when they're heading into camp, uh, they're going to already know what their process is. Uh, you know, for, from a scouting standpoint and a self-scouting standpoint. So because of that, uh, you know, me meeting with full staff has given me the opportunity to kind of get to know each staff on an individual level and devise a plan that works for them specific to the way they do things. Because let's face it, no one coaching staff does things exactly alike. Um, and so that's something that I've really been gaining from from meeting with the guys in person at this point. And, and around the country, whenever I'm, I'm talking up crossover, the, the biggest question I get, and you, get you, you always have one of these on the staff, right? The guy that really likes to break down the film, uh, meaning the, the grunt work of it. And, 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 and by bringing in crossover, I keep telling him, all you're doing is getting a GA. You're getting the grunt work done. Now, he's still going to have to go in and break down the film and do all the things that he likes to do. But at the end of the day, he's not spending five hours there trying to figure out, you know, back and forth, trying to figure it out that it was 53, 54, whatever it may be. Explain, explain exactly, to, as, since you are a former coach, what, what coaches should understand that you're not giving up the right to break down your game film. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. So once you get a breakdown back from crossover, there's going to be a number of things you still need to do. And I think the key difference here, instead of having them go through, and like you said, you kind of more the data entry stuff, like, you know, a coach isn't learning just by, by going through and saying, okay, this was a third down and 10 from the 30 yard line from the left hash, you know, by putting that information in, they're not getting a whole lot or just simply identifying what the formation is. You know, they're going to want to be going a lot further into what the front is that they're facing, um, you know, what the coverages are, things, things like that. And so, you know, you can still do that within crossover. And in fact, you, you know, and that's part of what I do in these meetings is I sit down with the staff and say, okay, what are you looking to identify on any given play? And how will we use the tools effectively that crossover offers you to just do that more efficiently? Right. So not, it's not that your coaches aren't going to be breaking down film anymore. They're certainly still going to be breaking down film. We wouldn't want it any, any other way at this point, but now we're just going to be able to have your coaches breaking down film more efficiently. And I think that's the number one point here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the fact that you were a, a college football player, you then coached at the high school level and now you're selling this product. Uh, is there any way, is it a fair question to say, you know, uh, uh, what, what, what would have been the difference in, in, in your game or your team? Teams game, whether it was at the high school or collegiate uh, level, uh, when you were back in the day. I mean, can you could you, could you kind of take us back like a time machine back? I mean, how how much yeah. of a difference would that have made to you as a player and, and to your team? Well, let me t- let me start by from the player's pr- perspective, okay? Because you know something, and especially you know me more as a high school player. If if you t- really think about it, at the time I was watching film, and that you know we're dating ourselves back, you know, not that far long ago, but about twelve years ago here. Uh, when, when, when I was watching film, I was watching the, the, the 30 minutes of film session that we did in the classroom, and that was it. I wasn't doing anything at home. There was no incentive for me to watch any film at home. Um, there was no allotted period for me to do so. But now, because Crossover is going to be giving, uh, much like Huddle, but we're, we're going to be giving the players uh, their own app. Uh, and coaches can share film with them directly, either to an individual player or a personnel grouping or a position grouping, whatever it is. Um, the difference is here is that now I have something that my uh, defensive line coach sent directly to me to watch because I'm a D lineman, or my O line coach sent directly to me to view, and I can view it. And then beyond that, you know, the kids also have this extra set of it that, like, you can go in there as a quarterback and sort by all the plays I was involved in, or as a defensive lineman of every. Uh, every tackle for a loss that I had in a particular game. And, and, you know, once the kids are in there and we, we all know the kids like looking at themselves, right? I mean, that's, that's how it starts. But once they're in there and comfortable with looking at themselves, they're going to be that much more likely to go in and actually look at the film that the coaches have shared with them. Yeah, no. uh, So that's kind of what I, what I would feel about that. I'm talking to Pat Blisniak, he is heading up uh, the sales force there in Texas, doing a wonderful job. Uh, we've done uh, five clinics now in the, in the state of Texas and getting lots of coaches to come on board. Uh, it, it is national, folks, so if you're listening somewhere, you know, Ohio, uh, California, Florida, Georgia, you can uh, hit Pat up uh, at his email and get a demo, and he does a great job on it. Uh, it can be done online, and, and, and maybe Maybe that's a good way to go back into insights and all that. So if, if a coach is out there listening to this and decides they want to hit you up on email once the demo, uh, I, I know we don't have any pictures here with this, but can you kind of draw a, a verbal picture, if you will, of what people would get if they get to do that demo with you? 
Yeah, certainly. So uh, if if a, if a coach hits me up and and, and we we allow a you know a twenty to thirty minute period here for me to take them through a demo, what I'll essentially be showing them is what it'll actually look like, right? So what uh, a list of all their scouting films would look like, how easy it would be to generate a report, um, how interactive it becomes once you're in inside that report, and uh, what's really What's really the coolest about this, Jeff, is that, you know, once these guys are seeing it visually, that's when the wheels start turning, right? And that's where, you know, because of my football knowledge and the fact that I've coached and played the sport, uh, is that I can kind of sit there with the guys and, and guide them on what's the best way to give you a competitive advantage here. And, uh, you know, I have yet to be in a conversation with a coach where they haven't found a competitive advantage from from what we're offering here. More, Moreover, more so than what they're doing with just their huddle account at this point. So uh, in terms of what the visual would be, uh, uh, it's a, it's a very hard thing to kind of explain uh, verbally, but uh, but what you'll have is you'll have a kind of a, a bird's eye view of the formation cards and uh, you know a filterable uh, you know down to to different parts of the field to down distance hashing. You can get instant uh, scouting reports from any view that you want without having to go back in and type up a whole report. It's a click of a mouse, one click of a mouse, and you've changed the report. Um, and uh, these are all things that I'd be eager to show any listener uh, with what what we're doing here. We're talking to Blizz tonight, Patrick Blizniak, uh, doing great things down in Texas. Uh, with a, he's been doing it all over the Northeast. Uh, like I said, I think the key here, and we, we've talked about this on the air before, you know, uh, football guys speaking to football guys, and that's what Blizz can do. He can really break it down. Hey, what, what's the toughest question you got out of Texas? Have you gotten any curveballs? Uh, I don't remember too many at, at these micro clinics, but maybe in, in some of the, the uh, you know, the, the in-person demos and all that, has anybody stumped you? That stumped the Blizz? That's a new uh, game. Nah, nobody's, nobody's really stumped me at this point, but one thing I have been hearing a lot of is, okay, well, how does this relate in regards to our terminal? Technology, right, and uh, what I'll be able to show you guys right away, uh, any listeners out there, is uh, is how we're going to create these formation cards for you. Okay, so if it's uh, you know if it's a five wide set, trips left and uh, and twins right, for example, uh, you don't have to create the formation cards. And any coaches listening know what a formation card is. We'll go ahead and create those for you. And the beauty of it is that once you uh, label the first formation card you get. And so if it was that five wide set and you called it, say, Eagle, every formation card for every breakdown thereafter is going to spit out to you as Eagle. Okay, so, uh, you know, that was one thing that coaches all love to see it in their own terminology. They don't just want the basic uh, the basic crossover terminology, and that's something that uh, was asked of us about three years ago, and we've delivered on it. And, and so now it's all in their terminology, Jeff. So that's been not, not necessarily the hardest question, but the question that I've seen the most volume of, I'd say. But because you're a technology company, that will all change in the coming years. Uh, we, we like to under-promise and over-deliver, as uh, we like to say at these micro-clinics. Uh, let's wrap up with one of the biggest things, and, and this is one thing that I've been saying since day one to all of the coaches when they, they, they ask me. They say, okay, Crossover is your sponsor. They're your partner. You know what, what is it that sets them apart? I said, well, there's one thing that definitely sets them apart from Huddle, and that has to do with storage. And that's where you can get creative on your packages. And I think that's probably a good place to end on the, the real selling point of, uh, of what you guys can do to get creative once you get that demo and, and get some uh, proposals out to coaches. So go through that for us, please. Yeah, sure. So, so I think the number one most important thing here for coaches to understand is that I don't care if you, uh, if you could talk to me or another sales rep or whoever it might be, and if you buy a, uh, frankly, a three hundred dollar package or a three thousand dollar package, Jeff. At this point, either way, you're going to be granted with unlimited storage, and there's no restrictions on that. There's no fine print asterisk, anything like that. Um, and so the days of having to rename things or clip things up or, or delete film at the end of the year are gone, and it's all going to be archived for you year after year. So what does that mean? That means go in there at practice and and you know and film your sudden change drills and your two-minute drills and your scrimmage period, your one-on-ones, whatever it might be, and upload that stuff all the crossover and make sure the kids can see it. Um, and I think uh, because of that, and a lot of our competitors will charge you for storage, and I think you know that you know you may still like to use certain competitors, but uh, you, you could always lower packages and find different creative ways to uh, uh, to kind of use both at somewhere around the same price point if you're going to be archiving all your film within crossover. So uh, it's a good point that you bring up, and uh, that's that's forever. That's a big part of our niche here. It doesn't cost us a whole lot of money to uh, to store your film, so why would we charge you a whole bunch of money is kind of our approach here, Jeff. If uh, people want a demo from you, uh, how, how do they connect with you? What's the best way? Yeah, you guys can, can reach me directly uh, on my email, and that is Patrick B, as in boy, or as in Blizz at crossover.com, K-R-O-S-S-O-V-E-R.com. And I'd be happy to take, uh, take any of the guys, uh, 
through a demo here and show you what's going on. And I, I'd say the last thing I'm going to kind of leave them with, Jeff, here is, is at the end of the day, is 30 minutes worth, uh, you know, is 30 minutes of your time worth it to, to just see if you can get a, a competitive advantage? And I think any coach that's listening should be willing to give up 30, 30 minutes of their time just to be able to find uh, a chance, just simply a chance at making their team better here. And that's, and that's all I'm asking for at this point. A, a demo comes with no obligation to buy it. I'm not going to, I'm not one of those, you know, pushy sales types, Jeff. And you, you know that from being with me. I'm kind of a little bit too brutally honest. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but at this point, uh, at this point, uh, I'm a football. <laughs> guy you'll be talking to a football guy and i'd be happy to to and nothing you know at a minimum here walk them through and talk a little football with them so uh, that's what i'd like to leave them with <laughs> well no and that's a good thing to leave them with uh by the way you won't uh, miss pat when he's in the in the room there he's an offensive lineman he's not some little scat back there he knows he knows what it's like uh, to be up there in the trenches and that's what he's doing with crossover in texas and folks you know uh, out there that uh, what happens in texas usually trickles down or up depending which way you want to look at it but uh, they're at the top of the food chain blizz we really appreciate you joining us i've, I've enjoyed my time in texas with you and, uh, you know, we're here for you guys, and, and uh, hopefully we can get you some uh, demos out of this. If not, we'll uh, see you back in the Lone Star State. So thanks for joining us on the show tonight. Sounds good, Jeff. Thanks a lot for having me, man. Yeah, Crossover is doing some extremely interesting stuff in the state of Texas, and uh, Blizz has moved to Texas. Uh, that's how well things are going there after the microclinics. Uh, just a, a great guy, very knowledgeable football guy. Uh, you you want to talk football with Pat? Blizz, Blizz will talk football with you all day long. Crossover with a K. K-R-O-S-S-O-V-E-R dot com forward slash football. That's what you need to get that free demo. You can connect with uh, all of our partners, including Crossover, by clicking on the banner ads at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Well, we went a little overtime tonight, a couple of minutes overtime, and uh, now uh, time to sit back and uh, watch the NFL draft, the first round. You can follow highschoolfootballamerica.com all night tonight to see where those uh, draft picks went to high school, and we'll do that throughout the weekend through all seven rounds. I want to thank, uh, in addition to Blizz, Matt Wixon from... uh, the Dallas Morning News and uh, that great report he gave us on the latest at DeSoto. And I want to remind everybody out there that uh, Coach's Job Board will continue to operate up until there are no jobs left to be had. So if you uh, want to get uh, your opening listed, all you have to do to get it up there for free is email us at jobposting at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Well, that's going to do it for the show for tonight. Uh, to all of those programs and all the states out there that uh, are practicing spring ball. Stay safe, enjoy, and get ready for 2017. It is going to be a fantastic year. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America. 